How many excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. How many come here expecting something this morning? That's about 50% of you anyway. If I had 60%, I may be able to go on. I said, how many came here expecting something this morning? If you didn't come expecting this morning, why don't you just go ahead and, and exercise some faith and say, you know what? I showed up. Might as well get something out of it. I don't know about you, but I don't like wasting my time. Amen. You got all the time to waste. Okay, give me some of your time. Amen. My time is valuable to me. Amen. You know, I don't want to do all that people, you know, talking and, you know, complaining. I don't want to hear all the people's complaints. If you don't want me to get to the end, then don't come tell me the problem. You know, some people like to just kind of say, you know, keep going around right. and around and around and around. And you're trying to get them to the end of it, trying to get them out of it. And all they want to do is get dizzy. Why don't you tell your neighbor, get off that merry-go-round. That's not that fun. That's why I don't get on rides to go around in circles. I like rides you get on, you go up, go down, you get off. That's it. That's enough of that. Hey, man. Some people want to live that way. Praise God. I've decided that I'm not going to live that way. Amen. Praise God. That's him. You know, that's... I, I, I'm going to do, there's some depressing things going around in this world today. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, when you turn on the news, if it's not good news, they're not even going to talk about it. Hello? Think about it. The news is on for what, 30 minutes or an hour? I guarantee you if it's on for 30 minutes, 28 of, the minute, 28 of those minutes are going to be talking about something bad. If it's on for an hour, 58 of those minutes are going to be talking about something bad. That's why we need the church this morning. Because the church gives you good news, the gospel. The word gospel means good news. And uh, I'm going to give you some whether you don't like it or, whether you like it or not. <laughs> See, when you came in this door, it was free, you, you know. You decided to come in here. God bless your soul. And uh, so, I'm going to talk to you. Now, I'm just going to say it like this. The devil doesn't want me to talk to you this morning. And the devil doesn't want the church to show up this morning. You say, well, the church already came. Oh, the church has a voice. And uh, the devil doesn't like when somebody's about to be delivered. He doesn't like when he loses someone. You know, when you lose your possessions, you get mad. I'm telling you what, I get mad when I lose a dollar. I'm telling you what, I search my, ho my house for an hour for, if I lose a quarter. That's mine. I don't want to lose a quarter. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to lose it. And then if you if I go and, and search one of my pair of pants that I hadn't worn in two months or whatever and find that dollar, you're talking about a happy person, you would have thought I won a hundred dollars or you know, I'm like, yeah. And you are. Praise God. Why? Because I don't want to lose my possessions. Well, the devil's like that also. 
going to try to hold on to you. Now, don't try to act like you were never his. You weren't, oh, hallelujah. You weren't born for Bible in your hand. You weren't born quoting scripture. Amen. You didn't have it all together. You still don't have it all together. Every day I wake up, I still need Jesus. You are not Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm not Jesus. We need him. Amen. But the devil doesn't like us this morning. Why don't you look at somebody and say, you know what? The devil really doesn't like you this morning. And then I want you to give him an eye like that, does he? Okay. I want you to stand to your feet for one moment. We're going to read one verse of Scripture. Or actually two verses. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 3. You know what I'm going to do this morning? I, I used to, uh, my father, and you know, we're going to get to it. My father, uh, he, he was into uh, martial arts and boxing and all that kind of stuff. When I was younger, I kind of liked, I liked to kind of dabble in that, right? You know, kind of stuff, hit my punching bag and all that. And, you know, uh, I tried to, you know, I lived in some rough neighborhoods. So I had to learn how to handle myself, you know. And uh, to be honest, it's, in, in, in high school, I, I, in, in, in uh, and, uh, elementary school, I tried to run from fights. By the time I got into high school, I was instigating fights. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and uh, I was teasing the guys yesterday, and I know you're standing. Don't worry about it. I won't forget about you. I'm not seeing now yet. I told the guys yesterday, we went out and had some, some, some uh, food, and one guy said, you know, I'm, he's having trouble you know, at night because he's grinding his teeth, you know, when he sleep. I said, hey, no problem. You know, we can take care of that. We can stop the grinding. I know I got a process for that. You know, boom! <laughs> teeth fall out, no more grinding. <laughs> right? So, uh, and I stopped watching boxing and all that because it's brutal and all that, but the Bible talks, and the Bible talks a lot about wrestling and and boxing and all that, and, you know, whatever, but spiritually. Because we have an enemy we need to be aware of, and we're too busy fighting everything else and, bo- and, and, and shadow boxing or whatever, and there's an enemy that we need to be fighting. Amen. And so now I don't fight, I don't fight people. At least I try not to. Now, you, you mess up me, would mess with me one day, I might have to forget I got the Holy Ghost. The old man put something up on you. I got some people in here watching just in case you want to try something. Put something on you. But right now, we're just fighting the devil. We got bigger fish to fry. You might as well understand you have a bigger fish to fry. It's not the person next to you. It's not your coworkers. It's not your boss you keep complaining about. It's not your job. Hello? There's an enemy of your soul. And so, you know, I, that's what I want to deal with this morning. I want to give the devil 
a black eye. So here we go. See, I feel all kinds of stuff in the house, and, and um, I'm not going to worry about that. Do I have the church with me on board this morning? God is going to do something in somebody's life. That's already somebody's going to be baptized right after service in Jesus' name. You see, he's going to get a devil fit. See, I think by the end of it, somebody else may decide, you know what? I'm going to have my sins washed away. I don't care what the devil says. I don't care what my flesh says. I'm going to get what I need from God. How many are, got what they need from God before? How many been baptized in his name, filled with the spirit? You were once lost. And you still need Jesus. I want to preach to you on the subject of the six secrets of Satan. But if our gospel be hid, the gospel of God can be hid from our eyes and our minds. You need to be, you must be determined, I'm going to get the gospel no matter what it takes. There's a fight. Now some of you act like you don't like fighting. But I'm telling you what, some animals, they, they will get away and they will back away. They, they escape, I'm not calling you an animal now, they, they will escape confrontation until you get them in the corner. You back them in the corner, they, oh my goodness. They will show their teeth. They will hunch their back. Amen. And, and, and it's often said the most dangerous animal is a fearful animal. You think the devil have you bound just because he had you in fear. But if our gospel, everybody say our. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the little G God, not the big G God, you see that? In whom the little G God, that's talking about Satan if you didn't know that. That's talking about the devil if you didn't know that. The little G God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light, I'm sorry, of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I'm going to read that again, and then you will be seated. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God, the little g God, the devil, Satan of this world, have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, when you deny Christ, you're denying the very image of God. You won't see God outside of Jesus Christ. He said it should shine unto them. Won't you be seated and clap your hands? Unto him. I'm going to talk to you for a couple of minutes on the six secrets of Satan. There are things the devil doesn't want you to know. If you have an enemy, you have an enemy and he's keeping things from him, from you, you would want to know what they're all about. See, I know, see, this is it. God doesn't keep anything from me. See, we're under the impression that God is keeping things from us. I need the church to help. We, we, I, now, even church people, church folks, believe 
that God is keeping things from them. How many times you felt like, you know what, God is, is keeping a, a job from me or God is keeping a something I've been praying about for a while from me or God has kept this from me. And I know as, there are a lot of people in this room that often feel like God is keeping things from us. No, God is the giver of life. God is the giver of hope. God is the giver of peace. God is the giver of joy. God is the giver of salvation. God is the the giver of deliverance. The Bible says every good and perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights. Everything you had that is good, you better reckon that God gave it to you. Somehow, whether directly or indirectly, God was the author of it. God was the originator of it. God did it in stealth mode or behind closed doors or behind the curtain. But every good thing you have, God gave it to you. The breath that you breathe, it's not your own, but God gave it to you. God shaped you in your mother's womb. And gave you life. But yet the devil's trying to tell you God is trying to keep things from you. The devil's trying to tell you God is trying to keep you from having a uh, happiness. No, God is trying to keep sin out of your life. And God is trying to keep misery out of your life. God is trying to give you joy. And joy unspeakable. How many know what I'm talking about this morning? God is a giving God. God is a faithful God. Even when I decide not to be faithful in God, He's still giving. He's still providing. He's still blessing. He's still forgiving. He's still giving me a chance, a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. Every time I don't have it right, even when I think I'm going to turn away from God and turn around from God, God said, I'm still standing right here. When you decide to turn around, hey, I won't reject you. I won't throw you aside. Hey, I'm here for you. Sometimes I struggle with myself. God says, hey, I, I, I can put the pieces together. That's the type of God that I'm talking about. Now, he doesn't always reveal those things to you and I. He doesn't make them readily known because he desires for each and every one of us to seek him. And people will say, well, where is God? I don't see him. I don't know him. I don't this and I don't that. We need to understand God is saying, hey, here I am. If you seek me, you'll find me. Too many of us want God to come looking for us. He says, I know where you are. And I'm not far from any one of you. And all you have to do is reach out after me. Won't you just give yourself and Oh, hallelujah. You know, we give ourselves to a lot of other things. Very easily. Hello? But we want to make God work for it. Oh, hallelujah. Act like I don't have any real folks in the house. Praise God. Have you ever noticed you find it easy to do things that, you know, that just take up your time? You got to get easy distracted. Amen. You can spend hours on the internet. 
hours in front of the blue tube or watching a video or, or playing a game or doing that or just maybe stirring beyond. But you know what? It takes, you know, as soon as you begin to do, try to do something in God, it, it, you know, it just, you get restless or you just get tired or you try to read the Bible and, you know, So there are some things that you need to know. There is an enemy called the devil. His name was Lucifer. It is Satan. And there are some things he doesn't want you to know. The Bible says if our gospel be hid, if the good news is hid from anyone, it is hid to them that are lost, who the God, the little God, the devil of this world, have blinded the minds. That you can't believe. And so he's, he, he shrouds and covers your mind. That he, he puts some obstacle over your mind that you can't grasp or see or believe the good news. It's so easy for us to believe bad news. It's so easy for us to gravitate to something that's, that's gossip. Uh, and you, you, your ears kind of perk up when you hear something negative. It's like, oh, what? When, when, when something is said about someone, oh, I didn't know that, you, you kind of perk up. You start saying, oh, that's a nice person. Nothing happened to you. You just go on. Because we, we become deadened to good news. We, 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 we don't perk up for good news. Because if it's news, it didn't happen to us. Hello? And, and, and the Bible says that, that the good news, that's the gospel, becomes hid because the God of this world blinds and, and covers and, and keeps things from us. There are things, there are secrets that the devil really doesn't want you to know. The Bible says, according to Ephesians chapter 2, that Satan is the prince, the chief ruler, and the power and the authority of this present world. He's called the prince of the power of the air. That means he's the authority of the spiritual dimension of the whole atmosphere of the earth. He is the one that's causing darkness. He is the one that's causing chaos. And too many people want to blame God. Well, if there is a God, why is there starvation? Why do little children have to suffer? I got the, I, I have the word. I have the answer for you. It's S-A-T-A-N. Satan. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And, and the Bible tells us that everything that God did right after that, he said it is good. And, and, and the Second day, it is good. And the third day, God said, I made this and it is good. And, and the fourth day, it is good. The fifth day, it is good. Sixth, it is good. And when God finished, he said, man, it is very good. And the Bible says that the devil stepped on the scene. And the first thing, thing he did was he tempted Eve. He, he deceived, the Bible says. He, his very first act was to cause Eve, mankind, to be deceived. Clouded the mind. 
blinded the mind, deceived the mind. So Eve could not really grasp how good God is. And God was keeping something from her. And so you need to eat of this tree, Eve, because God doth know in the day you eat of it, you're going to become as God's knowing good and evil. God is keeping something from you, Eve. God doesn't want you to have something. They had good, but they did not have evil. And bad news was introduced when, when they were allowed to be deceived by the enemy. Deception caused bad news to come into existence. And so he's the ruler of the darkness of this world according to Ephesians chapter 6. He rules the darkness. You want to know why it's so dark? Because he rules the world. You said, I thought God was the God of this world. Now, he's the God of the heaven and the earth. He's the God of the universe. But this, earth, this world, this system, this cosmos, the devil's in charge. But I've got good news for you. i got the gospel for you. One day, that's not going to be the case. God is taking people out of darkness and bringing them into the, the, the light of... God is plucking people out of darkness. Come out of the darkness. Get into the light. God said, young man, you can have it. It's not just for older people. You can have it too. So God filled that 19-year-old boy in Baltimore City, a young man with the Holy Ghost and fire, and he's been baptized in Jesus' name. Take that, devil. You thought he was going to be a gangbanger, didn't you? <laughs> no, he's a child of God. Take that devil. He's in here Sunday morning. He's in here Sunday nights. He's in here on Thursday nights. He's in care groups and Bible study. The devil doesn't like that. Ah, black eyed devil. Black eyed devil. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. He's the enemy, the Bible says. You think everybody else is your enemy. You think people of other nationalities and skin color. Oh, that's, that's a lie from the devil. All that chaos going on. Riots and all that. He's just trying to keep people stirred up and distracted and blinded. He's trying to keep people to realize who the real enemy is. You see, if everybody joins forces and turn against him, he doesn't have a chance. No, he doesn't like us in here. No. He doesn't like us in here. See, we got people... <laughs> Where you from? See, we got Dominican Republicans in here. He doesn't like that. Virgin Islands? Huh? We got Trinidadians in here. He doesn't like that. Oh, hallelujah. Where you from? We got Puerto Ricans in here. He doesn't like that. We got Mexicans in here. He doesn't like that. We have Caucasians in here. He doesn't like that. We got black folks in here. He doesn't like that. We got mixed multitudes in here. He doesn't like that.
life where people can come together and worship God. That looks too much like heaven. He doesn't like that. He doesn't want you to know we can have this. He doesn't want you to know we can have this. The Bible says he opposes truth. Every good thing he doesn't want you to have. He desires for you to be depressed. He desires for you to wake up hopeless. He desires for you to believe that there's nothing better, there's nothing more. He desires for you to just get caught up in drugs and, and alcohol and every sort of addiction there is known, uh, made known to man because there's nothing more. That's a lie from the devil. Turn me up just a little bit, at least right there. I don't want to hurt anybody. So Eve said, God came looking for Adam and Eve. And after they sinned, God didn't come and crush them. He came looking for them. Adam, where are you? Adam said, I, I, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. You see, because we are f- fearful, because we know we do wrong, then we run from God. God wasn't running from man. Man was running from God. The Bible says that, that, that man began to hide behind the trees. You can turn it down a little bit out here. Man began to uh, hide. Turn it down out here. I was just saying turn it up back there. The monitor. Our oh, goodness. I don't want to kill anybody. Praise God. Okay. And, and, and the Bible tells us that, that, that man hid. Turn the camera up a little bit. My goodness. Come on. Either down or all the way up. Can you find somewhere in between? Praise God. And, 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 and they begin to hide amongst the trees and, and, and the, the darkness. You see, oh, here we go. When we do wrong, we go hiding in dark places. And the Bible says we, we hide in dark places because we don't want to be exposed. And, and you see, when you come to God, you got to step out of the dark places and decide, I'm going to come and walk in some light. Now, I understand when you walk in darkness for a while, you get so comfortable with it, with it that when you turn on the light, it hurts your eyes. I understand right. that. Right. You see, that's why what happens people come to church and, and they get a dose of this and they're like, man, this hurts too bad. Uh-huh. Well, you can adjust to this. Yeah. It's all right. It's going to help you. Yeah. Now you're going to be able to see. He's not going to be, de- be able to deceive you as easily. Before he would put stuff in front of you and you just trip all over the place because you just couldn't see. Now light is coming. You go, oh, no, I know you put that there, devil. Get out of my way. Oh, no, I'm going to step over this obstacle. Oh, I didn't see that thing that God had for me. I'm going to pick that up. Oh, God left it there for me. You'll be able to see the goodness of God then. Somebody clap their hands to him. I haven't even started my message. The six things that God, that I'm sorry, Satan doesn't want you to know. Hopefully I can get through them. The first thing Satan doesn't want you to know is that there is a hell. Oh, he tried to make you think it's a fairy tale. Oh, it's no such thing as hell. Hey, I don't know if there's really a heaven. Hey, I haven't been there yet. You haven't been to China, but China's there. You hadn't been to the moon, but it's there. Well, you say, I can see China on the map, and, and I can see the moon uh, when, when I look up at the stars. Hey, and I can see God by faith. Hey, I know there is a heaven, and I know there is a hell. 
Hey, hey, you can, you can make, you can have, be deceived all you want because the Bible tells us that his very job is deception. In the beginning, he chose to deceive at, at Eve. And, and the Bible tells us at the very end in the book of uh, Revelation chapter 20, the Bible lets us know that he's going to deceive all the nations of the world. Uh-huh. The scripture also says that he's already deceiving the nations, but he's going to go forth again, the scripture says. So he deceives the world, and, and, and now, he, and, and now his, his job is to deceive, and his job will be to deceive until he's taken out of the way. But he doesn't want you to know that there is really a, a hell. Because if you really knew that there was a hell, and if you really knew the, 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 uh, the depths of hell, there is not a chance on this earth. Or a chance in hell. That you would miss out on the things of God. If you really believed that there was a hell. You wouldn't miss a Sunday unless you were sick. Oh hallelujah. I just struck. Oh no. You wouldn't miss. I'm not, I'm not saying that you know whatever. I ain't got time to explain all that. All right, I, I, I don't want to give a, I'm not trying to mess you up because somebody closed up on me or whatever. I'm just saying you realize, hey, if, if you, you think about it, if tomorrow was a deciding factor, whether you were going to be in heaven or hell, I guarantee you next, next, next hours will be all about, about, <laughs> about God. Things that's, that's, that's important to you right now, it wouldn't be important. But anyway, the devil doesn't want you to know. That's, that's number one. You have to get ingrained in the fact that there is a hell. And let me tell you something about that. See, the Bible says that the, uh, the eternal lake of fire was, was prepared for Satan and his fallen angels. It wasn't made for mankind. You see, that's why people don't think there's a hell. How can a good God send people to hell? God didn't create hell for, for, for mankind. The Bible says God created hell for the devil and his angels. But the devil has decided, I'm going to take everybody with me that I can. You think you're God's creation. Hey, I'm going to, I fell, and you know what? I want you to fall too. I'm telling you what, you better get your mind. The God of this world has blinded the mind of them. You better understand there is a hell, and you don't want to go there. Yeah, some people talking about, I'm going to bust hell wide open. No, hell going to bust you wide open. All right, somebody talking about, oh, I'm going to have a party in hell. The only party you have in hell is a pity party. You're not going to have a good time in hell. Are you kidding me? Somebody said, oh, when I get down to hell, I'm going to be in charge. Wow. The only thing you're going to be in charge of is that pain and misery you're going to go through. If you go there. But I'm telling you what, I was once lost and I was on my way to hell. But I'm so glad I've been pulled and plucked out of the fire. Hey, I've decided, hey, there is something better. Second thing that devil doesn't want you to know is that God has a plan for your life. I say he, he blinds the minds of them. Which not, you don't want to believe the good news. Some people walk around so hopeless and hapless and, and, and that no purposeless and I, I just wandering through life. You know what? God has a plan for your life. Absolutely. There are two wills of every person in this room. 
There's your will and there's God's will. Even Jesus, the image of God. We read that, right? Jesus is the image of God. Even Jesus, the man Jesus. Right? The one, the word made flesh. When you see God, when you see, Jesus said, hey, when you, how can you say, show me the Father? When you see me, you see the Father. He said, I and my Father are one. And so God, the, the, the only part of God we will ever see, he robed in flesh. Even he had his own will. He's in the garden said, not my will, but thine be done. You must understand the moment you were born, there were two wills working in your life. There was a propensity to do your will or decide one day I'm going to do God's will. And one day you decided, hey, I'm tired of going my way, doing my own thing. And, and hey, I know I need to repent. And some of you have said, I need to be baptized in the name of Jesus so I can, I can have my sins forgiven. And some have said, oh, I'm going to let God fill me with his spirit. I'm tired of being filled with the devil and I want to be filled with the power of God. And now we understand that we're on this path. And the devil doesn't want some of you to know that God has a plan. He has a purpose. He, he does the desires to keep you blinded, keep your mind blinded. And so you can, you can wander around and, and you can try to figure things out on your own and, and try to take charge of your own life. And good luck with that. Hey, every time you... Oh, hallelujah. Every time you make one right choice, you know you make five other bad choices. Uh-huh. Come on. I, I know. And see, we like to blame God. Mm-hmm. We make bad choices and we say, God, bail us out. Right. Right. Oh, right. hallelujah. Right. We get caught up in miserable things and we say, God, it's your fault. Uh-huh. I said, no, it's not my fault. Well, God, why you let me suffer like this? God, why you let me go through things like this? What well, God, why I had to feel this pain? Because you decided to do your thing. <laughs> Don't blame me, he said. Now, when you follow my way and when you decide to go in my direction, hey, that's going to be hardship, but I'm going to be right there with you. Hey, I'm going to get you out. Hey, darkness is going to come, but I'm the God of light. Amen. Amen. I'm never going to live a perfect life. But long as I'm in God's plan, long as I'm in God's hand, and the devil doesn't want some of you to know that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for you. Put your right. finger on your chest and say, God has a plan for me. Plan now you got to do everything you can to, 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 to pull off the, the, the cloud that the adversary is keeping on your mind and decide, I need to find out what God's plan is for me. Order my steps in your word. Be a light into my feet and a lamp into my path. God, guide me and lead me. Lean not upon my own understanding try to figure things out when I got God right there to show me. He said, I'm going to be your shepherd. You shall not want. Lead of me beside the still waters. Make of me to lie down in green pastures, you know. But he also said, I'm going to lead you to the valley of the shadow of death. And there's also going to be enemies. Hello? 
And so he's not going to make it all easy. But God has a plan for you. Third thing the devil doesn't want you to know, that living for God is easy. Devil, I'm talking about the devil. I'm giving him a black eye. You know, he tried try to tell us so many times, living for God is hard. I just can't do it. I, I, I want to, I want, no, 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 no. Living for God is not hard. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. See, when you start learning Jesus, when you start figuring Jesus out, could you put that on the screen? Put that up there real quick. That's uh, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me. See, the first thing you got to do is you got to decide, I'm going to come. See, people want to stand out there, you know. It's one thing to stand outside and say, I don't know about that. It's another thing to come on inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Could you put that on the screen for me? Matthew chapter uh, 11, verse number 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Anybody heavy in this room tonight, this morning? And I will give you rest. Let me tell you, before I started living for God, Oh, my goodness. I, my, my soul, my mind, I just wasn't at rest. Living for God is easy. Keep going. Next verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Once you learn of him, he said, my meek, I am meek. I am meek and I am lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Next verse, I think. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Devil, you know, devil try to tell you, you know what, living for God is hard. Man, those, those apostolic people, man, whoo-wee. Yeah, okay, devil. Boom, okay, devil. I'm going to show you how easy it is living for God. Now, see, the Bible tells us, you look at the Bible, the book of Proverbs, the wisest man, he said, you know what? He said the way of a transgressor is hard. That's what the Bible said. That's what God said. He said the way of, tra- of, of the transgressor. That's hard. No, no. Living in sin is hard. Hard life. I'm, I'm just going to say it like this. I hate to say it like this. I had some people that, that I went to school with and everything else, and when they see me, hey, man, and man, what's going on, man? You look like you hadn't changed that much. And you see them, man, they look, I hate to say it. And they say, man, now it's like, God, I don't even want to say it. You know, hey, man, you look like, I'm going to say, yeah, you you look hard you know because hard is good now you know man you're hard man that's hard that's tight that's a bomb everything bad is good and, 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 because the hard life you can tell when people are not, you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying because I can't tell no I'm not saying that I'm this that no, I'm just saying when you live for God and he gives you rest you look rested all worn out. See, living for God is easy. Let me tell you how easy it is. He said we walk by faith. Sister, can you walk? No, you can't. I don't believe. Let me see you walk. You can walk. Let me see you take a couple steps. You can do that. You can live for God. Hello? He said we walk by faith. Lead me, Lord, and I shall follow. Order my steps in your word. Walk. 
Walk in the Spirit. Be led of the Spirit. All I need to do is walk. And you know what? When I first started walking, my mother, y'all know she told some stories about when I first, when I used to walk. I used to fall all the time. I just couldn't get it right. I was like the scarecrow. You know, I just was bang. But you know what? I kept on. You know? You know, you first ride a bike, you don't stop riding a bike. You know, you fall all over the place, scratches and everything else. You cry, you get back up, you get back on that bike, and you keep on riding. That's right. If you can walk, you can live for God. Come on. It doesn't matter. He said the righteous man falls seven times, and what he does, it pops back up again. When I fall, I fall forward. You see, that's how easy it is to live for God, but the devil. Doesn't want you to know that. I'm trying to help somebody in here as I'm, I'm, I'm getting to a close. And, and, and number, number four. Number four. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done there. Number four. See, a lot of people feel like that, you know what, I don't know if I, I want to live for God. I, I hear you, preacher. That's good news. Yeah, okay. And I hear you, you know, uh, walking and living for God is easy. And oh, I hear you, there's a devil and all that. But I don't know if I'm quite ready to make a choice yet. Mm. Maybe in about five years I'll be ready. Mm. But I, I'm still young yet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's it. Come on. You're not as young as you think you are, soldier. Oh, and and the, the, this is what the adversary doesn't want you to know, number four. Not choosing is choosing already. Uh. See, the devil doesn't want you to know that. When you say, well, I, 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 I'm not gonna, I, I can't make up my mind yet, you already made up your mind. You've already decided by not deciding. You have to make up your mind. You know what? I, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, yeah, some people that get in and they say, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it. I can make it. I can make it. I can do it. As long as you say, I don't know if I can, you're going to stay right there. But if you say, I can make it. I can do it through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Jesus Christ with strength of me. I can make it. I can make it. I can come out of this. It's not always going to be like this. doesn't want you to know. You just He want to keep you, I, I'm not going to make a choice. I'm going to make, you know how it is, I'll make my choice tomorrow. Tomorrow never gets here. Because when tomorrow gets here, it's today. And so today, I'm going to make my choice tomorrow. When tomorrow gets here, it's today. And we keep going on and on. You get what I'm saying? Hello? Amen. I'm the, I'm the king of procrastination. I have mastered it. I have a PhD, MD, BA. I'll stop right there. Some of you are intelligent enough to know why I'm stopping. Not that everybody, everybody's intelligent, I'm just saying. Maybe you didn't pick that up. So, the Bible says this. And now, why terrorist thou? Mm-hmm. Why wait? Why 
delay. What are you waiting for? You're waiting for tomorrow. Why? Why are you waiting for another day when you can have it today? Now, if I was going to offer you $100, you snatch the thing out of my hand so fast, you won't say, girl, just come back tomorrow. Let me think about that. If I was about to hand you $1,000, man, you would be like, you would take that thing so fast. You wouldn't wait. I said the first person get to me gets $600. Man, y'all would jump. Why? Because it's good. Right. Something is good for you, you're not going to waste your time. You're going to come get it. You're not going to delay. The Bible said that to Paul. And uh, you can put that on the screen on Acts chapter 22, verse 16. Mm-hmm. Why tarriest thou? I mean, why are you delaying? Mm-hmm. Arise and be baptized. There are some people in this room, you know what? You, 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 you thought about being baptized. You're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Then you start getting fearful. Uh-huh. Fear start coming all, all of a sudden. Then you start thinking, man, they're going to do something to me in this tank. Then you start thinking, maybe I'm going to drown or something. <laughs> yeah, I know, in two feet of water. <laughs> Take baths every day, but you're going to drown in our tub. Yeah, I, I know. Well, then you say, well, why, why should I get baptized? So I can have my sins washed away. Well, I don't know if I'm quite ready to join a church. Who said anything about joining the church? Right, right, right. Well, don't I supposed to take some classes? The Bible says why church? I don't know why some churches try to tell you you got to go to classes for two months. I'm sorry. I don't have anything to do with that. I'm just going to talk about the Bible. Well, what good is that water going to do for me? I'm going to tell you what the water is going to do for you. It's going to wash away your sins. How can that happen? That's nothing but water. I'll tell you how it's going to happen. First uh, uh, Peter chapter uh, three verse twenty one. Yep. Pop yep. that on the screen. Yep. I'm kind of getting away from that. First Peter chapter three verse twenty one. I think that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Your computer froze, right? Like the like figure, where into even everybody say baptism. Baptism. Uh, baptism isn't necessary. I don't need to be baptized. Oh, uh, is your word against God's word? You know, some people, some church, I tell you, uh, baptism, all you got to do, conf- do is confess and accept Jesus in your heart. I got, I got a question for you. How do you know he's in there? I accept Jesus in my heart. I'm saved. Oh, yeah? Oh, so you just professed it and claimed it. And I got, I got news for you. That's, that's nowhere in the Bible. That's right. Bring that scripture exactly like that in the Bible. You won't find it in there. The like figure. I know it's a scripture that's similar to that. And you you bring it to me. I'm going to break that thing down. You're going to be like, oh, my goodness, somebody deceived me. The like figure wherein to even baptism doth also now save us. How? Not by the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but an answer of a good conscience towards God. Why? Because it was God's idea. Who told people to baptize? It wasn't man's idea. 
The Bible says, hey, it was his idea. He said, hey, I'm going to wash your sins away. Why? Because you believe in what Jesus did. He died. He was buried. You can't be saved by your own righteousness. When I die out to sin, it's called repentance. When I'm baptized, it's called being buried with Christ, according to Romans chapter 6, verse 3. As many as been baptized have put on Christ. No, you're not. Then when you're baptized, you're buried with Christ. You take upon his death and his burial. You realize that Jesus Christ is the one that can save me. When I'm baptized in his name, God says, hey, you did it my way. The Bible says the only way righteousness can be given is that it must be imputed to us. Meaning you can't start living right and doing right to be righteous. No, God has to put it on you. The Bible says that we are clothed with righteousness. We put on a new man. When we're baptized, we're baptized into Christ. Bible says we put on Christ. When I was baptized, I put on Jesus. When I was filled with the Holy Ghost, Jesus came inside of me. Born of the water and of the Spirit. John chapter 3 and verse number 5. The scripture tells us plainly and it tells us clearly. There we go. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Christ, Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. The only way you can have deaths, Jesus' death applied. Oh, I know he died for your sins, but when did you get it applied to you? Only this way. That's the only way. Jesus answered, verily, verily, which means truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water. Somebody tell you that you don't need to be baptized to be saved. You just saw the scriptures for yourself. Except a man be born of the water. What that means? I need a new life in Jesus. I must be born of the water, baptized in his name and of the spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. The devil doesn't want you to know the good news. He doesn't mind you coming to church. He doesn't mind you reading the Bible. He doesn't mind you praying. He doesn't mind you lifting your hands, but he doesn't want to lose another soul to Jesus. Except that man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You can come up with all sorts of religious stuff that people made up, and it's not in the Bible. Acts chapter 2, verse number 36 tells us plainly, nice and clearly, the devil doesn't want you to know this. I'm telling you something the devil doesn't want you to know. Acts chapter 2, verse number 36. Let's give the devil another black eye. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know. Why was he talking to Israel? Because that's who was there at the de- that day. Right. It doesn't mean it's just for Israel. Right. Some people try to say, oh, that was just for Israel. Are you kidding me? Right. Right. We'll read and find out. Let all the house of Israel know that God have made the same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. And so you can say, okay, I believe he's Lord and Christ. Now I'm saved. That's it. I think it goes a little further. Next verse. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Why? They believed that he was Lord and Christ. So what you believe? What are you going to do about it? Peter said unto the rest, and said unto Peter, these men that were pricked in their hearts, they believed that Jesus was the Christ and Lord. Once they believed he was Christ and Lord, Peter said unto them, here we go, men and brethren. They said, well, what shall we do? They asked the apostles, the ones who walk with Jesus. I need to know what I need to do now that I believe he's Christ. I have a question for you. I believe you believe he's Lord in Christ. I got a question for you. Do you know what to do now with it? Now 
that he's Lord, what you going to do with him? I just believed and accepted in my heart. I'm sorry, it's not in the Bible. What shall we do? Next verse. Then Peter said unto them, well, you know what? Bishop something, something said unto me. Well, Reverend something, something said unto me. Well, Pastor something, something said unto me. You don't need to do that. But Jesus said something else. Jesus said, except a man be born of water and the spirit. And the men that walk with Jesus said this. And Peter said unto them, repent. Turn from your sins. Acknowledge your wicked ways. You don't have to do anything hard. All you have to do is turn around. All you have to do is change your mind. All you have to do is repent. That means to change your mind. He said, I said to you, repent and be baptized. Every one of you. That means going down in the water. Born of the water. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission, the forgiveness of your sins. Why are you baptized so you can have your sins washed away? Why are you baptized for the remission of your sins? Don't you want your sins forgiven? And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. In other words, this promise is, is, is unto you, your children, he said. Yeah. He was talking to Israel. Hey, this promise is unto you and your children. Right. Hey, and it's not just for the Israelites. It's for everybody. Yeah. If God is calling you, it's for you. Shh. The devil saying, shh. shh. Tell him to confess that Savior. Shh. Tell them to believe in their heart. Shh, shh. Don't tell them the gospel. Don't tell them the good news uh, that the death, uh, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ can be applied to their life today. There's six things the devil doesn't want you to know. Two more things. I'm going to wrap this thing up. See, some people want to, what they call, straddle the fence. You know what I mean? Well, I want to try to live for God. Act like this is a fence. Help me, Lord. Keep me balanced. Keep me balanced. Right? See, that's what you... See, some of y'all went like, oh, Lord, please, Pastor. Right? Huh? But yet, yet we do that, though. Uh, Over Niagara Falls. Tempt God. How close to the edge can I get? I, I want to kind of be in church. I want one foot in the church. But the world feels so good. Even though there's nothing really down there. There's nothing really in the world for me. I got my footing right here. in the. I got some solid ground in the church. But there's something mystical about the world that I don't know. See, the problem is. See, the devil doesn't want you to know when you're on a fence, the fence belongs to him also. You keep hanging on the fence. I'm sorry to tell you, the fence belongs to the Satan. Get off the fence. Now you, you clap your hand on this because there's only one more left. The sixth thing that the adversary, Satan, doesn't want you to know. God led you here to save you. Hallelujah. 
I said the sixth thing the devil doesn't want you to know. God led you to this church to save you. You say, well, Brother Simpson, pastor, preacher, how can you make such a statement? Because my Bible says, hey, that it's, it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance. My Bible says no man can come unto the Father but through me. My Bible says it's the spirit that leadeth and guideth me to all truth. You see, the spirit has been calling you. And when you come into a church that's filled with the spirit of God, that's preaching the word of God like this, you, you can't take the credit for being here. Some of you probably didn't even really want to come here. Well, I'm going to tell you, you're in the same boat I was in 26 years ago. My mother asked me, here's my mother right here, by the way. Now, if you got a problem with me, she's the reason, for, you know, <laughs> you can blame her naturally and spiritually. Because she's my natural mother, brought me into this world. You ain't going to take me out. And she's the one who, who uh, was used to help me get in here spiritually. See, I was a little hard hit while the rest of my family was coming to church and getting in the church and getting saved. I was like, hey, y'all go ahead and do your thing. I'm, I'm having my thing. I'm doing my thing, you know. Yeah. Leave me alone. Y'all, y'all weird. Y'all, y'all strange. Y'all weird and all that. Yeah. But all along the side, you know, while they were doing that thing, going to church, I was all in the world, all miserable. And saying, I was saying, God, if you could just get me out of this misery, I would live for you. I would give my life for you. Then my mother and my sisters and I'm going to show up talking about God. Well, y'all stop that. Leave me alone. Talk about that God and that Jesus, that church stuff. I was asking God for deliverance, but I wasn't accepting what he was trying to do to deliver me. Come on, man. That's it. Oh, my, my, my. It was like that guy. You heard that guy. He was uh, in Louisiana. Louisiana, you know. And there was a big massive flood. He was on his rooftop and he was praying. And he was a man of God. He was like, God, God will send me a deliverer. I believe in the power of God and God will deliver me. And, and, and somebody uh, came by and, and uh, the fire truck came by and woo, 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 woo. we come to deliver. Come on, we're going to help you. We're going to get you down. No, God is going to deliver me. The water got up a little bit. They sent a, 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 a little boat to come by, rolling the road boat. And he said, no, the water came up a little higher. No, God is going to deliver me. And the water got even higher. He was about to drown. And the helicopter came and tried to rescue him. And, and the helicopter dropped the ladder and then he said, no, I'm sorry, God is going to deliver me. And when he was like six feet under the water, he started blaming God. God, I trusted in you. I believed in you. Why you let me perish? And God said, I sent the fire truck. I sent the rowboat and I sent the helicopter. Why don't you just listen to them? Hey, you can ridicule this rowboat all you want. Oh, you can ridicule the, the thing that God is trying to use to rescue you. Hey, if you came to this church, God came to save you. If you came to this church, God brought you here to save you. Hey, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. But I got good news for you. The devil didn't want you to hear this message. The devil didn't want you to know it's just that easy. You mean that's all that it takes is for me to, to, to deny myself to be baptized in his name and allow God to fill me? Is it that easy? Yes, and just keep on walking after that. Don't you stand to your feet.
There's some six things that devil just don't want you to know. But won't you tell the devil, guess what? Too late! I know it! <laughs> I know it now. Doesn't matter what he says. And there are some people in this room. You heard this gospel for the first time. You heard it preached this way for the first time. You wonder what those crazy apostolics are all about. Man, why are they jumping, screaming, hooping, and they're hollering? Why, why are they doing all that? Hey, if you were delivered and pulled out of the fire, and, and, oh man, now you're on the way to heaven. You got a reason to rejoice, folks. Oh, they just playing. They just making it up. Oh, oh. Oh, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. Some of them, when they go out there, you know what? They're going to do this, that, and the other. Oh, you mean to tell me they're going to fall? Right. And get back up again. Is that what you're telling me? So, so a hypocrite is not somebody who tries to keep on trying. A hypocrite is somebody who's saying they're doing something and don't try to do it at all. Right. See what I'm saying? But I have some precious people in here. Precious people. That God has said, you know what? I called you. And I called you to deliver you and to save you. It's not an accident that you're in this place. All over the building, you just can begin to respond to the Spirit of God. Some of you are feeling conviction. Some of you are feeling like, you know what, I'm being tugged on. I don't know if I, I like this feeling. And some of you, you're hearing the words say, yeah, I've heard this before. And, you know, I, I, they're trying to make me get baptized. Nobody's trying to make you. God's not going to make you do anything. Hey, don't, don't, don't shut off good news when you hear. I need the church just to begin to pray all over the house right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody needs to decide today. I'm not going to wait till tomorrow. Hey, this is not just a fairy tale. I, I, I'm, I'm believing this thing is true. I'm believing the word of God. Hey, I'm going to take that step in the right direction. I'm going to make the choice. I'm not going to tarry. I'm not going to delay. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. Church, what are you doing? I need some people to pray right now. Come on, God is moving on some people right now. And in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on, some of you heard the word. You need to just respond to it right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, in Jesus' name. Mando robo shakiando homo hosaya. Come on, if this is the first time you've heard a message like this, won't you just respond to it? Ikarando hosata mahaya. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, if you need somebody to pray with you, we're just here to help you. We can't get there by ourselves. We have to get there together. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, you're not going to get there alone. You're not going to get there by yourself. That's why God said, I'm going to bring you into a church. I'm going to bring you into a group of people. I'm going to bring you into the midst of my body, the bride of Christ. Hey, we're going to go together. You're not alone in this. Hey, we all come from the same cloth. Oh, we all cut from the same cloth. Hey, we're all humanity. We all fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. Nobody in here is better than anybody else in here. Come on, in Jesus' name. I believe somebody needs to decide I'm going to be baptized today. 
I'm going to have my sins washed away today. I'm not going to play around anymore. Hey, I, I need to be baptized in his name. I, I don't know what was said, what was done. I want to get this thing done right. It's not about a church and, and being a part of a particular church. It's about being baptized in Jesus' name. Come on, why don't somebody decide? In Jesus' name. Yando robo, siando robo, satamahaya. Come on, won't somebody begin to pray for somebody all over this house? Filled with the Spirit, supernatural gift. 
you want it, come. If you want it, come on. I'm, the invitation is open. Don't be afraid of it. If, you, if you've been seeking it and you hadn't received it yet, come. Faith. Come on. All right, continue to pray, folks. Continue to pray. If you're praying for somebody, continue to pray.